Hello and welcome to Logistically Difficult. The LGBTQ plus Love Island podcast so we attempt to decide whether a queer Love Island would be that logistically difficult. Oh, I am sweating like Aaron on a beanbag right now. It's so hot, girl. <laughs> I'm James Barr and that is Martin Joseph. James, we have such an exciting show. I know. We're joined by two fabulous guests from the LGBTQ plus community center. Yeah. And I think we should just jump straight in. Did you say the center? <laughs> yes, yes, <laughs> is that is. like when Brittany was like, I love going down to the LGBTQ plus community. <laughs> exactly. Thank you for getting the reference. Uh, hashtag free Brittany. Oh. Free Brittany. Oh, by the way, have you been listening to that podcast? Not yet. Oh, get into it. I'm too busy recording with you, bitch. Oh, never ends, does it? Um, well, thank by the way, hello. By the way, hello to all of our new listeners. After my Love Island tweet went viral, thanks for joining us. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not sure that the um, the like exchange rate of your Twitter success worked out, but we'll see. Okay. Great. <laughs> right. Stay positive, babe. Nobody's listening. Stay positive. <laughs> All right, we have two amazing guests on. So we have the incredible Shah Bailey, who is the most amazing life coach and is the most zen, inspirational person I have ever met. And <laughs> besides you, James, of course. Is that a joke? <laughs> and we you also are a vile cow today. Let me just tell you that it is hot. I'm a hateful bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so we have Shah coming on, and then we also have the amazing Laura Blake, who is the creator and founder of Alphabet Radio, which is um, an amazing LGBTQ plus radio station that's partnered with Soho Radio. That I was part of. I had a little show on there for a little while, and Laura's amazing. Shah's amazing. So without further ado, here is Shah Bailey and Laura Blake. Oh my God, James, who are we joined by? None other than Laura Blake and Shah Bailey. Hi, team. Hey, guys. Hey. Hi. I love that you asked me who's joining us and then answered the question yourself, Martin. <laughs> <laughs> Do I need to be here? <laughs> this is my special show now. <laughs> I feel like it's Laura's, actually, because Laura has a full setup with our logo behind her. I mean, it's amazing. I try. I tried to make an effort. I mean... It was quite difficult technically to work it out, but um, I'm not going to use the name of the the show in the in what I'm saying because that's not funny. But it was logistically difficult to get it sorted. <laughs> it looks great. It <laughs> of looks course fine. it was. Of course it was. <laughs> we use logistically difficult for literally everything now. Like anything that happens in my life that goes wrong, I'm like, oh, it's really logistically difficult. Mm, to, like, but let's not talk with... about that grinder hookup here, Martin. That was the joke I was literally about to make, you <laughs> devil bitch. <laughs> so let's chat to our amazing guests about Love Island. Guys, have you seen... The latest on Love Island. Did you catch Snog Mary Pie? Yes. Wow. What? <laughs> I don't know if yes is the most appropriate response. Does wow equate to yes when it comes to this? So I I don't know how I feel about this weirdly aggressive mm. um game that they play. Like I if we ever did if okay, so we're talking queer Love Island for a second. If we did one, this is one game that I don't want to modify, I just want to remove. Like, I just feel like it's a little bit aggressive. I mean, I've, I've never heard a queer person say I've been pied off before, so mm. I'm happy to get rid of it. What's the queer equivalent? Wanked off. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, Shah, you obviously, your reaction was peak just then. Like, what did you feel? How did, tell us how you really felt about this game. Do you know what? I actually 
actually felt sick. I was like, mm. ooh, this actually makes me feel queasy and I didn't know why. And I was like, I'm so in touch with myself. Where does this queasiness come from? Oh my God, it's those people whacking pies in each other's faces and just that, ah, that's me tonguing each other. And then <laughs> it was so bizarre that it actually made me feel a bit like queasy, like queasy, queasy. And, and is that because, I mean, I'm just going to throw this out there. There's no consent. <laughs> or, or did I miss something? In my mind, I thought, how old are these people? What is the dynamic here? Where does that... If, if if this was not on TV and in real life, like, where does this even, like, end and begin? Like, who are these people? And, like, can I please avoid them in all social settings? <laughs> <laughs> it's just... For me, it's just this thing when the guys hit the girls in the face and it's not... It's just so aggressive. You hear them say, ow. Like, you hear them say, ow. And it's like, and nobody bats an eye did. It's like, yay, she's drowning in cream. Like, no, there was an owl there. Like, can we can we just acknowledge the owl? Can we acknowledge the yeah. owl? Pat it better? Something, something. Laura, would you like a pie in your face? <laughs> I mean, I mean, a Greg sausage pie or something. A uh, mm. mince pie. Yeah, lovely. But a cream pie that makes you stink and makes you look stupid on national television. Probably not. I don't know. No, I don't know. Yeah, I hadn't realised it would stink until one of them said that. And then I realised it was like 30 degrees and this mm. cream is going to stink. And then they snug each other. Oh. It's it's how long it takes to shoot it, right? Because they would have like that. That was what, like six minutes of footage. So that mm. probably went for like three hours for them to film that. Like, But here's what Martin was asking earlier. Like, do you think these games that they play on Love Island are just unnecessarily gendered? Obviously, we're all agreed that we don't want to play this game in real life. But do you feel as though it could? I mean, why are they so obsessed with splitting people into two binaries i mean it's just the it, it is the it is the, the the format isn't it i mean it's it would be really easy not to it would be really easy to have games that play on different psychological elements of reality television um to manipulate them in different ways but it's love island and it's the hetero uh, it's hetero island and it's how do we <laughs> how do we make how how do we make so the the kind of like the radio producer and me i've been i've been working in radio for what over a decade and a half i love pe- coming up with the name of a feature and working backwards and working out what it'll be and like a lot of the games i i love the set design i love i love the names the stupid names of them i quite like ian sterling's comedy over it but the actual activity is crap <laughs> And it's just like, why, why, why does it, why? I understand it needs to be a bit psycho. There needs to be something to gossip about when you get back to the villa. But, ah, uh, uh, uh. like, or, or I want higher stakes. Like, I want yeah. like, I want like full like snog, marry, dump. Do you know what I mean? Like, in the person you don't pick gets removed from the island. Whoa. Like, I, yeah, like that's way Whoa. harsh. Ty. Whoa. <laughs> no, I just, I don't know. I just feel, I don't. I don't know. It wasn't sexy. And I think the whole point is like, look at all these girls with cream on their face. And we're meant to go, that's so horny. And it just feels a little degrading. And that's actually exactly the same for Cat and Mouse, right? Oh, wow. I I quite like the Cat and Mouse one. No, you don't. What What is there to like about it? Sean, tell us what you think of it. Well, the question is, how is that a game? What is the game? I look sexy in some milk. And now I'm going to twerk around a pole and then on you. Is was the game to get the guys to get a boner? Because 
as a lesbian, I was like, what is the game here? What is the what's the what are the, what's the end goal? Is are we are we going for erections? Is it like ten points per erection? Like, how is this a game? <laughs> 10 boner points per erection. 10 bonus boner points. Like, what is the... Just to swing back to my grinder day earlier, um, I did not win 10 bonus points today. And that's why it was terrible. Not me. (laughs) I don't want to know. But yeah, I agree. And it does just feel like another excuse to have a girl look hot and be degraded. And I'm not really here for that. No, but I... I like the game. That's what I'm saying. So I, um, I would have been happy for the boys yeah, to but, be in the milk. Yeah, but to, yeah, to go back to Shah's point, Martin, what is the game? Because from a production point of view, I love the big mouse trap. I thought that was great. I thought that was a really good prop. But what was the actual game? To look sexy and get Instagram followers. Yeah, so I, I don't even think. I don't <laughs> even think the show. Sterling knew what the game was either. <laughs> to be honest. The, the the game is the director spent a lot of the budget on a slow motion camera and needs to get enough airtime to justify its purchase. Here's the thing, though, and this this really does like I mean, from a TV producing perspective, and I'm not a producer, but they talk about it being logistically difficult to have queer people on it. It's kind of logistically difficult at the moment because mm. they came up with this whole game that didn't even have a concept. So they're not really doing their job very well. <laughs> it's <laughs> like they're struggling. Right? It's like they're struggling, like they've got these formats. Because if you watch the show, every game, like this is the exact same game as the prison one or as whatever the one before. Like it's the same location, it's the same game. Like they're struggling for new things to do. I think think you should stop calling them games. I think that's the problem. (laughs) It's not a game, it's an activity. It's a sexy segment. Mm, It's a segment. Sex. Oh. Sex. Does, it doesn't really work, but it's, it's a sexy segment. <laughs> no, That's it what works. It so, if you were coming up with the sexment or the game, how would you make it more queer inclusive? Let's take cat and mouse, for example. I mean, I just put queer people in it. And would you do the same thing? Yeah, but if if they think it works, and if the whole point is Love Island's logistically difficult, I mean, because to have queer people in, no, it isn't. There's no logistics to that. It's people coming out and looking a bit sexy. So maybe. Maybe the only ch- uh, here's a, here, okay, James. Okay, you want to get serious? I rolled up my sleeves. Here's the here's the serious thing, right? Oh no, she oh my God, didn't. You're gonna pie me. Oh, no, she's gonna she pie me. Oh, yeah, where's the pie? No, it's not it's not couples. So it's you choose anybody to capture, and it's not the the one person that is capturing people is the cat. Everyone else is dressed like a mouse. It means that during each person's go. There's maybe an extra five minutes of costume change. Literally, I need to take this mouse nose off now. So you've got one cat and everyone else are mice. And then the cat can try to kiss whoever they want. And then there's a mechanic in that where the mouse can escape or can be trapped. So the mouse can either go for the cheese and be trapped and then be snogged and they can look sexy. Or they can scurry away with their tail between their legs through the big mouse hole in the wall that they've created or something. No, I love that. I think you're right. And you know what's missing as well? Those moments we had in Big Brother where Mm. the straight contestant would have a bromance with the gay contestant and they'd become best friends. And in this situation that you just described, they'd be pretending to nearly make out and it would be really cute and inclusive. And we're, we're missing that because it's just, it's like there's a line drawn in the sand. It's like you only go for the girl. You only go for the boy. And what's interesting is with the show this year, actually the strongest relationships have been like when Brad left, Jake Jake was crying 
and like he was really upset and he was like kissing him and like please don't go and then when Sharon left all the girls were doing the same like they couldn't bear it they were all crying it's literally the most emotion anyone's shown and it's it's these like friendship couples or bromances or like what's the equivalent of a female bromance who cares let's not gender it but like it's these these couples a friendship I actually want to know yeah (laughs) a friendship yeah I don't I just think they're they're actually the best couples that we've got on the on the show this year so why not just chuck a bunch of queer people in and let's see what happens okay so speaking of pied um can we talk about Aaron trying to smooch on to um Lucinda yeah this is really interesting this bit when I watched it I was like I can't wait to talk about this so Lucinda got picked by the new boy Danny um in the recoupling She's not that into him. She's actually kind of into Aaron because we know that she's grieved for 24 hours for her last fella and now she's over it. So she's ready to move on. He tries to kiss her. Aaron tries to kiss Lucinda on a beanbag. Lucinda pies him off. And frivolity ensues and the boys get really mad at each other. But the best bit is that he tries to kiss her on a beanbag and it just doesn't go his way. (laughs) You're missing the best bit. What's we your just, best bit? Hey, 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 blood. He he got off the beanbag. He got off the beanbag <laughs> to try and make out of her. That was the best bit of the whole thing. Then rinsing Aaron. You got off the beanbag and you got pied. That was the best bit. But was there air between your ass and the beanbag? Yeah. But was there air between your ass and the beanbag, though, bro? <laughs> Man, man's ass left the beanbag, bro. Who, who was that? <laughs> that was Hugo. That was Hugo. <laughs> who does not speak like that, which is what's funny. But that's being called that the funniest from. line of the, sh- of the season so far, which I think is, you know, setting the bar low. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if it's not a merch by the end of the show on Etsy, I'll be very disappointed. <laughs> We're making the merch now. Get it printed, Martin. Um, Logistically difficult beanbags, done. But I mean, so this is quite an awkward... I actually felt really uncomfortable mm. watching that because he launches at her literally launches at her with all the confidence in the world and i'm all for confidence but you weren't getting signals mate yeah but there was why no green was it light. so see this is the whole reason why i have to avoid certain situations because where's the boundaries here and also she clearly said like no 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 oh well i'm just literally going to like be a predator pounced he literally pounced and mm. that's just not okay and when we see things like that out there and getting on to my soapbox but when we see things like that out there it normalizes it and it perpetuates this idea that that's okay and it's okay for people to just lunge themselves at you when you've said no and that ain't cool with me at all because where's the where's the autonomy for the woman lucinda right girl lucinda where's your autonomy where's the consent where's the consent I have a question, girls, because in gay culture, we're, we're, Martin and I, we're both men. So I think we've probably both experienced situations like that. Does that happen in your lives too? Have you had people launch themselves at you? Oh my God, yes. So I went out with my girlfriend to a gay club and these two baby lesbians... Girls ran up. Oh, little little baby little babies. Well, they put they're obvious to be in a club. They ran up, lifted up her skirt, and patted her on the arse. No. <gasps> what? We were like absolutely mortified. Like we were like, what the what? And I did. It was quite naughty, but then I saw them sort of going down some steps. So I poured my coke onto their hair. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You get what you deserve. Shaw Bailey's got that drip drip. Um, so, <laughs> um, but yeah, I was yeah. Like, 
lesbians are so because there's there's sort of like you know we're, we're all girls here together they're so like touchy touchy and sometimes mm. i'm like whoa this is not okay like right there's a real wow. strong boundary here but yeah so that misogyny kind of drips down from above on all of us oh yeah lesbian misogyny is like because that's quite similar to i mean do you know what that reminds me of james do you remember when we were in we were in the club and that girl came in started lifting up your um yes. boyfriend's top and trying to yeah. touch him and mm -hmm. it was one of my favorite moments ever where you were so nice to her and you went can we have a conversation and you stood and explained consent to this oh. Says, I did. I said, straight girl in the, would you in the like that if a straight man did that to you? And obviously her response was no. And I said, well, why are you doing that to a gay man? And then mm -hmm. I think the penny dropped. And 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 I hope this girl realized like, oh, I'm just, I'm behaving like every asshole's behaved to me, but that doesn't mean it's okay. So hopefully, you know. I mean, it's, it's really interesting that like the misogyny in queer culture is huge, but also... It kind of leads into to get a bit serious that everybody has a hero complex mm. so mm. everybody is the hero of their own story so if you steal something it's because you're hungry if someone else steals something it's because they're a thief and they're and they're bad people so if somebody lifts your top up oh they're horrible people but if you lift someone's top up oh you're just doing it for fun it's a friendly thing it's okay don't want i just lifted my ass cheek off a bit of a beanbag to kiss you it's fine it's not fine it's not fine it's not fine it's not fine but it's fine, it's fine, because like, you know me. Banter. You don't know me, but I'm yes, not. Banter, I've got try and I. No, you haven't. No, you haven't. No. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the thing. Like, if this show wants that vibe, like, here we are. We're all queer and we've all experienced misogyny. So just get us in there because it won't actually be any different. It sounds like, anyway, it might be a little bit more woke. But in reality, we're still experiencing the same misogyny and issues so really, it would make no difference to have a queer version. Yeah, maybe the maybe the reason why they don't want to do it is because they're scared we're going to woke it up. But actually, we're just as awful as everyone else. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> not to tar everyone with my brush once again. Mm. But James, do you think it's? I I think it's very. We talk. We've spoken about it before in our world, like in the gay men's world, that it is very like snatch and grab. Like I've I find that. Like, it's not weird to be in a certain spaces and have someone just, like, grab you by the balls to, like, go for it. Absolutely. Yeah, it happens all the time. And it's not even, like, a flinch. You're like, oh, no, sorry, no, thank you. <laughs> it's exactly what Shah was describing, but in gay spaces too, and, you know, male-on-male -male situations, it's exactly the same. Yeah. I mean, now, I, 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 it, might, it, might be, it might not be apparent to listeners, but I used to present as male in in this world i was assigned male at birth and i basically what's changed in people groping me is it's gone from the front to the back it used to be at the front and now people just touch my ass all the time in public wow wow so there is a little bit of a difference just not that much right can i just make a suggestion though even if so even if it was too logistically difficult to have queer people catch then couldn't we have queer icons sort of be like guests on to do stuff? So like, could we have like Gok go on to dress them all for their day? Yes. And oh. like, when it's like the Women's World Cup next year, we can have like, because who won the World Cup? Which team was it? Which Italy. team won the Women's World oh, Cup? Oh, wait, 
Lesbians. Oh, lesbian. It was a lesbian. Yeah. <laughs> it was a things like, oh, we're going to do a kick-ups challenge, but we have like a women's lesbian star who comes in as the referee for it. And she's and better like, than all the boys at football. Yeah. And they all like... Let's have oh. Bimini go and do like freaking runway classes yes. or something. Let's have like JJ Revlon teach them how to Vogue. I don't know, but like give, like get them to like, we can go oh. and... Show them the way. I love that you jumped there. Um, yes, that was my next question, Shah. Um, how would Sorry. you make it more queer inclusive? No, that's great. I mean, you've just you've just blown it out of the water, and that would be way better than a fucking pie. That was like the best Someone's one we've face. had. Get the producer on the own. I want copyright. Um, Laura, help me. You're my person to go to for this stuff. <laughs> okay, great. Yeah, we'll sort we'll sort the contracts out. Laura, what would you if you could change one thing tomorrow for Love Island to make it more queer inclusive? What would you do? Um genuinely the one thing i would do like as much as i would love to just have a queer series the one thing i'd love to do is not just cast people because obviously reality casting is quite a task and it's it's about balancing out the personalities trying to make sure there's a villain trying to make sure there's a hero the producers know who's gonna who they think's gonna win which nine times out of ten they do I'd love them to cast somebody. Sorry to spoil the illusion of reality TV, but I'd wow, really wow, love wow. them. Yeah, I'd really love them to put in a few people that understand what intersectionality is and understand what consent is, and aren't uh, and maybe are for a better for for lack of a better term woke, but just actually a bit intelligent societally in twenty in the twenty first century that can kind of just challenge people very gently and be like, oh, maybe that's not great that you did that. And here's why. And like these conversations might not be, they, they might be going on at the moment and just being edited out because it's not club culture, bants, yeah, Love Island, I'm going to get on that. Oh, it is what it is kind of thing. Maybe there, maybe there are these conversations, these gentle conversations going on and we just don't know it. But if they're not, and they're definitely not making it there because they're not happening, I'd just like them to cast a few like societally 2021 intelligent people that don't think trees like what i can't remember that quote about trees from last season but like are just absolute like they're lovely people but people that just have experienced more of wider society than the nightclubs of revolute of vodka revs i think yeah i well said i completely agree the greta thunberg generation let's get them in there because Oh my Get god, Greta imagine in Greta in oh there. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> She'd be switching off the jacuzzi. <laughs> Going around flicking all the plugs. <laughs> so Martin and I have always talked about how we're just like two cis white gay men and we only have our perspective of what Love Island as a gay man would be like. But we want to know what it's like if if you're looking at it. So Charlotte, start with you. Like if it was a lesbian only Love Island. Would that be logistically difficult? Could we rename it to La 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 Lesbian? <laughs> yes, but I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> because La La La. Um, I think the, the only thing that might be yeah. logistically difficult is there's a lot of inter-scissoring in the lesbian world. So, you know, you know, there's a lot of, you know, people who have dated your ex and there's a lot of connections between people. However, in terms of like what it would be, 
I think it would be awesome as long as it wasn't just like, oh, ooh, lesbians are hypersexualized anyway, so let's just find the hypersexualized lesbians as we can and put them in there. But I think if they had a good mix of, you know, every category of lesbian, I think it would just be a fun party. I think it would work. I thought you were going to say it would be logistically difficult because the the driveway is really long, but you can't fit enough moving vans down it for everybody. <laughs> Honey, we catch Ubers now. <laughs> Nobody you holds. <laughs> Have we ever had a lesbian reality show? Maybe the real L word, right? That's the only one I can think of. Yeah, we've had like little bits of, you know, the lesbians of so-and-so. And there's quite a few sort of like low rent ones, but there's never been anything that's been like major production, like on proper on proper telly out there Uh, on proper telly and laura you're you're like pretty coupled up in real life yeah i'm I'm married yeah (laughs) okay so i'm single i'm sorry i'm single yeah (laughs) so in this world it's it's real what do you think your ideal format is for the show (sighs) i mean i quite like the format i as a as like a not as a not as a viewer but as a as like a producer of things I like the the mechanism of dumping people, but I think that 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 is kind of logistically difficult for a pansexual or a like anybody can date anybody thing, because it you do have like it is that maybe it isn't because then it's just hit, hit, this is me workshopping it in my head. It took me five seconds. No, it isn't because the odd one out gets dumped and then you're done. I mean, it's I don't I don't really see. I, I don't see the problem with that. I, I don't see how it's... I like the format of, oh, let's get around the fire pit and I've got a text and uh, and all this stuff. But actually, I feel like I feel like my... I feel like my uh, ideal version of of this queer uh, is kind of what it is. And I, I've, I've gone around full circle in the last 30 seconds. Which is, it kind of is what it is. And uh, see, uh, I said <laughs> the that. catchphrase, uh, but it kind of is the show. It kind of, it, I like the show is, I love Big Brother for specific reasons. I love The Circle for specific reasons. And I like them, I love them differently. I don't mind Love Island. I don't mind Love Island. I don't like the heteronormativeness that's jammed down everyone's throats. I feel like it could be very mm. easy. Like the, the past series of the US Love Island where two women coupled up and it was a bit of queer baiting over as a cliffhanger, and I think the produ- I think the producers probably pushed them not to do it, or I don't know the inside story. But I got very excited by that moment because to me it was just proved uh, actually it's absolutely fine. What are you on about? It's not logistically difficult yeah. at all. And I don't like what if what if you had a pansexual? What if you had a completely pansexual love island full of all full of every every kind of different gender? Or a variety of genders, and you had everybody was pansexual. Everybody been every and here's a casting requirement: everybody had been in a relationship with more than one gender in their lifetime. So, mm-hmm. uh, so, so there there is a history. So, you, so as a casting director, you know that people aren't just stuck on one track, and like they're definitely like willing to move around in this short time span of a show and that's kind of narrow that's kind of a narrow-minded way of thinking about it but just as a casting director you're thinking we need some action on the show to make it juicy what if they all end up in heteronormative relationships apart from the people that aren't gender non-conforming or that are gender non-conforming so what if all of the cis people actually do just partner up with 
the opposite sex or the opposite gender. I mean, then it's kind of, what's the point? Mm. I don't mind. I don't mind having... I don't mind it. Just let just let people partner up with... Just change the format. A tiny bit, ITV2. <laughs> just a tiny <laughs> bit. And it works. Exactly. That is... Basically, this is the conclusion we come to at the end of every episode. That's but like, so just a tiny bit. I do have one more question, um, Laura, because you were so passionate about um, the game earlier. Um, snog, marry or pie, me, Char or James? Oh. <laughs> it's an I... easy choice laura don't be silly well i mean you obviously you obviously snog james for the stories <laughs> and for the fact the fact that james the fact that james is who james is and all that uh, you 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 clout chasing now <laughs> who right? is he but you ma- <laughs> who, uh, who sorry, is she you marry <laughs> who is she where'd you find uh, you marry shah because oh, obviously, obviously you marry shah and you give uh, you give mine the creamy facial he's always given no, the creamy well, facial that he's always wanted. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, it's better than the grinder thing. <laughs> right. really. Just for the record, I would also marry Shah uh, and Snog Laura and Pi Martin. <laughs> <laughs> Why is everyone so hateful to me? Why did you ask this question? <laughs> I know. I, I had. I had. I had a mild bit of confidence for a second there that someone might marry me, and I've just realised you are the Aaron of this sofa of this beanbag. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Shall do your impression one more time. <laughs> no. He was like, man's about to come off the beanbag, bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. He's from like Sussex. It's like <laughs> But why did he talk like that? Thank you both for coming on the podcast today. It's been amazing. Tell everyone where they can find you. You can find me at sharbailey.com or you can find me at sha underscore bailey underscore on all social media, Instagram, LinkedIn, all the other stuff. Amazing. And Laura? I'm Hey Laura Blake on all social media. Uh, and I stream on Twitch daily. Which I've just found. Um, and it's amazing. Yeah. Is it, is it amazing? Well, good. Because I, I, do, I, do I do a talk show where you can phone me live on Twitch. It's amazing. Uh, and also, just to plug it, if you've got Amazon Prime, you can give me five pounds from Jeff Bezos absolutely free. <laughs> That's, That's exciting, so is it? Out of his pocket. It's great. Wait, he gives you the money. Yeah, personally. Cash in hand. Thanks for listening to Logistically Difficult. Please share this episode or one of your faves in our season with some of your Love Island friends. If you and your mates are in a WhatsApp group discussing Love Island, make sure you drop our episode in there. Yeah, and will you leave us a comment? I love comments. Currently, we have we only have one comment on our Apple, and it's someone being nice about James and fucking We have furious. one comment? Yeah. What does it say? I've not read it. Oh, anything that with James in will be wonderful. Fucking oh furious God. about it. <laughs> Thanks, Mum. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure the name on it is James, so I think you might have written that yourself, but whatever. Okay, just like I wrote my own Wikipedia page, which I clearly didn't, but which I clearly did. <laughs> all right, well, let's wrap this up. Thank you all so much. We will be back on Monday, maybe Sunday night, with a brand new episode. I'm Martin Joseph. Follow me at Mr. Martin Joseph on Instagram. I'm James Barr. Follow me at I'm James Barr. And that's it. And remember, if you can't be difficult, be logistical. No. <laughs> <laughs> We're never going to get this sign-off nailed. <laughs> Bullshit. <laughs> Give up. <laughs>